Hello everyone! Hi guys! This is our first podcast recording video for... For 2020! Well, yes, for 2020, and this is the first time we recorded it, like, on a camera. So, we're excited about that. We're excited to share this with YouTube and Spotify and Anchor and everywhere else. We Podcasts are, are available. Yes. Emery and I have been studying our brains out. So, Emery has never really been into documentaries. I love documentaries. She's never been into documentaries. There's very few documentaries I've actually liked. Most time I just fall asleep. But she's been binging these. Like, totally binging them. Like it was Netflix on the weekend or something. Because well, I th- hold on. I think you need to back up. We need to, like, introduce the new idea of the podcast and stuff because it's... That's how I was doing it. Okay. It's okay. Go ahead and go if you want Well, I I think we need to talk about schedule and stuff, too. Okay, go ahead. The new schedule for 2020 is there's going to be a podcast on Tuesday-ish on YouTube. I don't know when... I think we'll just release it when we release it with the video. I don't know. And then Fridays and possibly other days we'll be posting a vlog showing you all the things we talked about in the podcast and showing how we do them and how we're implying them and all that stuff. Okay, so there's an overall theme to our podcasts and to our vlogs, and that is changing your brain. Change your brain, change your life, changing how you look at things, changing everything, basically. Changing your results. Changing that's, how that's, things in being in the end. Like, the number one is changing your results. Right. So, what what we've learned is that it is possible to change your brain on purpose. Every day, your brain is changing, and it's happening according to your environment. Um, What you eat, what you see, how much sleep you get, the whole nine yards, how much exercise you get. Um, All the things. All the things. But that it's also possible to shape your brain to change your brain intentionally like Um. towards something and so um and so we've been studying that the whole brain thing we've been studying a lot of quantum mechanical kind of things but also personality yeah we've been studying a lot of things and we need to have a disclaimer oh yeah we are not psychologists psychiatrists Not not doctors we don't have a i'm a homeschool mom any type of medical degree at all. Nothing. Period. This is not medical advice, psychiatric advice, psychological advice, emotional advice. It's just what we learned. Um, and what, how we're applying what we learned from people who are doctors. There you go. And scientists and all that stuff. And our experience with it. So, yeah. um, so the other kind of angle that we've been taking is I've been reading a ton of books. So many things. Watching videos on... What exactly is personality and your ability to change it? Not all people believe that you can, like, change foundational things like that. Change what? Sorry. Foundational parts of your uh, personality. I actually think it's possible. And um, I've been reading from people who do think it's possible. Because basically your personality is not who you are. It is how you... Respond to things. Yes. It's how you protect yourself. Protect yourself from fear. Protect yourself from pain. It's just like your prote- your protection mechanism and your defense mechanism. Your shield. And you can change your defense mechanisms. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not easy. So but it's possible. It's so possible. So we're going to kind of talk about that today. And what we're doing, because we're not just talking about these things. We like made a plan to do them for ourselves. 
and like the further in episodes we go the more we're gonna deep dive we're not gonna like over we're gonna try really hard not to overwhelm anyone because it can be a lot and you'll be able to go along with us on this journey and see what worked for us and what didn't and the whole nine yards and then when you find out what works for us you can try it (laughs) okay so what we've been studying has not been from a christian perspective at all but we are applying it as a Christian perspective, right? Is that the best way to... You know what? All of it's in the Bible. And it's been so fascinating to me as I've read the scriptures. After learning these things, I'm like, oh, I never thought that. Oh, I never understood that before. It's all there. Um, right. And I think that Romans 12, 2, it says, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. Making your mind new. Making it different. Um, we all, second Corinthians five seventeen says you can be a new person in Christ. I, I think it's just all there. Uh, you just have to, you have to dig through some stuff. Well, I, and I think you need to understand, I mean, this, the Bible means something different to you depending on where you are in life. That's why Jesus talked in parables, you know? And so it just was like, it became new words to me because of what we've been learning. Right. O- okay. Well, and then I, one other thing I want to say is. The doctors that we watched and the scientists that we watched, they weren't, most of them, I'm guessing, are atheists, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, something like that. And so, um, they didn't really even try to put it in a Christian perspective. They just put it in the perspective they knew. So. So there's a story I want to tell you. Actually, I want to tell you. So many things. There's so many cool stories, but I know which one she's talking about. Okay, so... Batman, right? Yeah. Okay. So there was a man who was, when he was 13 months old, was blinded by a cancer in his eyes. Which is so sad. It, it is. Um, but his parents always treated him like he could do anything a sighted person could do. And that was one of the things that he brought up. But he learned how to do what bats do to find, to, to be able to see in the dark. He clicks with his tongue and he does this like sonar thing. Yeah, he does echolocation. <laughs> and, echolocation. And he is able to see things so well that way. Like he can draw a picture of a tree that is in front of him. He can draw maps around. Yeah, and you got to think about it. If he was, how old was he? You said 13 months old? Yeah. You wouldn't be able to remember what anything looked like. Right. It's just that his brain developed this animal ability in order to compensate for what he'd lost. Okay. And it was through the part of the brain that you see. Yeah, it went through his... um, What's it called? Uh, Optic nerve. Yeah. So the part, the brain that sees things. Um, Okay. So uh, another story um, is... It has to do with, oh, okay, so the placebo. Let's talk about the placebo effect really quickly. Ooh, this is a fun one. So, you guys, I'm sure you already know this, but when a a pharmaceutical company tests a drug, when they do the drug trials, the same percentage, almost without fail, of uh, people who are helped by the drug are also helped by the placebo effect. So, if 20% of the people get better because of the drug itself... 20% 20%. of the people will also get better because they think they were getting the drug. Even though they're getting, like, sugar pills. Right. So, your brain is so powerful. And then I want to tell... I want to tell one more story. And this has to do with belief. 
I used to tell the story all the time um, when I was doing speaking engagements, but the it wasn't until recently that I got like the Paul Harvey version. Like I learned like what really happened in the end. I had no idea. Uh, there was a boy in England. He was, um, I think he was 13. He was, you know, around that age. He's a tween age. Um, and he had a very rare genetic disorder, a skin disease. And the disease caused his his um, skin to harden like a fingernail. So it'd be like you have fingernails instead of All skin. over your body. And what would happen is if he would bend any part of his body. It'd be it, like bending your fingernails. Yeah. And it would bleed and it would get infected and it smelled so bad that he wasn't allowed to attend school because it was uh the smell was offensive to people and it was just I can't even imagine how hard of a life that would have been it's for so him. It's so sad but I'm sorry if we grossed you out. Um yeah, we're really sorry if we grossed you out. Cuz it's a really sad story but it's also kind of gross. But it's really important that we tell it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Should we give a warning beforehand? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So there was a study that that um some doctors decided they were going to do on this boy and um they brought in a hypnotherapist who um, said he was sure that he could cure this boy of this disease. And um, and so the doctor said, okay, but we only want you to do one of his arms first. And so the hypnotherapist went in, and this is all documented in medical journals, by the way. And he hypnotized the boy, told him his arm was healed, and it, and it was. And I don't even think it took very many days before he had normal skin on that arm. Which is so cool. And then he, they did, he did his back. Um, for the next part of the experiment. And then somehow the hypnotherapist found out that the disease the boy had was a genetic disease. And he's like, I can't, I can't cure a genetic disease. There's no way. That's not what I can do. And so, but he went through with the trial again and it didn't work that time. Cause he lost belief in himself. And, and yeah, I do really, I really no, believe. No, I think, Yeah. It has, it, it ties into that. It has to do with belief. And not just the boy's belief, but the belief of the hypnotherapist. Well, I don't even know if the boy's belief changed that much. Who knows? Anyway, all these miracles with the brain that are possible. Right. Uh, but the one I want to focus on right now, one more story. One more story. <laughs> I got We're stories. Tra- Wait, this is an introduction video. We're trying to give you an idea of what the... What's possible. Yeah. And this actually goes into... Uh, what we're going to talk about today. And um, it's a story I read a long time ago, actually, when Robbie was a baby. A long time uh, yeah. <laughs> He's 26 years old now. Oh. Um, it was, it was uh, in a book about sensory integration therapy, um, but there was a researcher who was telling the story. She said that a group of adults were put in a room, and they were all given... Like this glasses type thing, this this device that they wore. You might have seen it on YouTube at one point. It was popular for a minute. That turned everything upside down. So they would see everything upside down. And half the adults in the room were told to sit and not move. And just, just look. And just do nothing. Yeah. And the other half um, did exercising. Like walked they around. They had to walk around. They had to do stuff. They had to try to function. And... Pretty soon, the half that was moving around, their brains began to compensate for the fact that something was making them see upside down and turned everything right side up again. 
And it's because of, and then nothing happened for the people who were sitting around doing nothing. So it Which is be, so fascinating. Muscle movement allows your brain to fix things. It's called neuroplasticity. Well, whether it's muscles or not, but your brain can compensate for things. And so, and most muscle movement is a big part of that. I know when I worked in special education, um, there were all these studies being done at the time, and we had one teacher in our school that was was actually um, using it in her classroom, where kids, if they do aerobic exercise before they um, learn to have a reading lesson, mm-hmm. that they it dramatically improves how well they do in reading. I didn't know that. That's so cool. And so she would have the like kids do the first. dancing and the jumping jacks and the whole bef- every day before reading class. So, That's so cool. So Emery and I... To improve our neuroplasticity, because we are changing our brains the way we want to change our brains, have a list of things that we are doing. Um, And one of them (laughs) is... Oh, this. (laughs) Except I can't do that right now because my arms hurt so bad. (laughs) It hurts. Okay, so the power stance. Yes, the power stance. It doesn't have to be that necessarily, but I think that works best. um, Not everyone can see us because they're on the... So we're doing like um, a victory pose, like the... The when Y you, for the YMCA. And you put your arms up, you go, yeah! You can't see us, sorry. And it's a like a superhero kind of power stance, and people who do that for two minutes. In front of the mirror every day. It changes your brain chemistry. And guess what? I have actually noticed, I skipped today on accident because I rolled out of bed to go straight to the gym. Um, so I'll do that after we film this. Um, but... I've noticed a difference of confidence on the days that I do it. So it raises your testosterone levels and it lowers your cortisone levels. Which is stress. Which is your stress hormone. And for people who have anxiety, depression, stressful life, PTSD. Or like social anxiety especially, I think it would really help with. um, You have like um, a cortisone issue like you're always making it and so this helps to lower it yeah according to the study and then well can i just add something yes go ahead i'd like to turn on a power song while i do it because one it's really hard to hold your arms up in the air for two minutes unless you like work your arms out every day i was so sore Uh, i'm not sore from that necessarily um, i was kylie made me do a really intense upper body workout yesterday and i just is killing me um but it just makes it more fun and makes the time go by faster and makes you feel cooler. At least it makes me feel cooler. Anyway. Okay. And then um, what I did. Was... Oh, wait. We need to say we, we got that from a TED Talk. Side note. Oh, yeah. That's from a TED Talk. And you know what? It's Amy Cuddy. And we will um, link that mm-hmm. if you're on YouTube. Because it's a cool TED Talk. Yeah. Well, we can link it in, on Anchor, too. I'm pretty okay. sure. Smiling. Tell them about smiling. So, it's the same, well, smile, I don't remember what smile, you're supposed to smile in the mirror for two minutes, and I just do it one after the other, remind me what it does, because my mind's totally going blank. It's the muscles that release chemicals. Oh, yeah. That that help you with your mood. Yeah. So, I remember when I was in, doing Bible study class in high school, um, I had, the teacher noticed everyone was just really grumpy, (laughs) I don't know, maybe it was, like, really bad weather or something, and he's like, everyone needs to get out their pencils. And hold it in their mouth for two minutes, and your pencil is not allowed to touch your lips. And he's like, that forces your brain to think you're smiling even if you're upset. 
And it helps you. It really does. No, I do notice a difference, too. Okay, and then the other thing, which I have been to six, we haven't started it yet, but um, we are going to start two things. Zumba. Well, I did Zumba today. Okay, so the whole <laughs> dancing around, if if you do movement that you're not used to doing, so like if it's walking. You're used to walking. You know how to walk. Well, sometimes. <laughs> that's still movement and that's better than nothing. Yeah, no, and it's a good place to start if you feel like you can't start anywhere. But the thing that was emphasized to us was doing movement that you're not used to doing. You know, dance moves and... That might even be just doing cardio for some people, depending on your lifestyle. (laughs) Mom's having a dance party over here if you can't see her. Um, And so, like, we're not necessarily saying you have to do Zumba, but, like, getting out of your comfort zone in some type of workout thing... Really, really helps your brain in so many ways because when you're working out, which is a good place to start. But but you're making your brain do something it doesn't, it's not able to do automatically. Right, which for me, that is dancing. I'm not a good dancer, but I get up front and stand in front of the mirror and look ridiculous and that's okay because <laughs> no one, at least at our gym that we go to, we have really nice people that are in the classes and no one's really judgy. There was a really cute, like, 70-year-old lady there. She was right up front going along with it. It was the cutest thing ever. That She told me that so I feel better about going. <laughs> you guys, this, this is actually really hard on me. I'm making myself do this. Yeah. Because I don't want to. It is, I, I don't want to go, I don't want to leave the house most of the time anyway, you know, and then to leave the house, do something yeah. I don't like, and it's embarrassing, and, uh, um, anyway, I'm doing it. Yoga. We're, doing, we're also going to do yoga. We're doing that as a whole family. Well, and a whole family of the household. So That's everyone, still living yeah. at home. And, okay, so yoga does something totally different, um, because it's stretching. It, um, it works... I don't know if I can even, like, we could have to take, like, a half an hour to explain what yeah. yoga does. But it does help with stress for a totally different reason. It does help with rewiring your brain for a totally different reason. And also, depending on the level of yoga you're doing, it can be very hard. So, if you feel like, if you've done yoga, maybe you did a beginner class and you're like, that was so boring. Even when I tried to, like, meditate or whatever, I got so bored. Maybe try a more advanced level one. Um, so yoga can be, I found out yoga can be controversial. I had no idea. What? I saw this, like, documentary thing on it. So there are people who believe that if you're Christian, um, you should not do yoga because it's a religious practice of another religion. It's stretching. You don't have to do the religious part. Just do the stretching part. Oh my goodness. Okay. And then the last kind of movement, and I'm going to do this on the mini tramp, but you don't have to do it on a mini tramp. Um... So, in the animal kingdom... Oh, my goodness. This is so weird. The example was used of a cheetah chasing a gazelle. And then, when the if the gazelle survives, when the when the chase is over, the gazelle, like, does the shaky thing. Shake, it's shake, like a, shake, shake, almost shake. like a dog shaking water off. It looks like it's having a seizure, actually, but it's shaking. And the reason it's doing that is because it it is flushing the stress hormones out of its body... So it can process things. And, um, and then they recover like that. And then the another example is used, given as what people do. And they, and they gave the example of a couple who were in a car and they had a near miss. They almost had a car accident. 
But then they were fine, and then they drove for an hour. Yeah, and then they were like, you know, you have the <gasps> the adrenaline and yeah. all the stress hormones and everything build up. And then you're just sitting in traffic. And then you keep driving, and you're thinking about what just happened because it scared you so badly. And you're thinking about it, you're thinking about it, you're thinking about it. Uh, and all those hormones are still there. It's almost like it's happening over and over again. Right. And so um, the other thing that I'm doing is I'm bouncing and shaking three times a day to to drop the stress hormones. And it doesn't just work in, like, animals. Like, it works in people. Like, there are studies right. that show that that helps. So, and then to keep track of all the movements, I need to do, I have it in my planner to check off all the time. And there, there are lots of things, but they only take two to three minutes each. And so, it's not like, oh, I can, um, you know, I'm going to have to drop everything so I can do this thing for an hour and drive right. there and back. It's not, well, ex- with the exception of going to the gym for the Zumba and yeah, yoga. But, That's a little bit different. Well, and that accomplishes so many different things. And we're doing that as a family, and so that's... But this thing... Well, the boys aren't going to do And I'll have to do that every day. Um, But the thing I do want to do every day, it only takes a few minutes. It only takes a few minutes to smile and do the pose and all of it. So... And it's kind of fun to go, yeah! Yeah. That TED Talk is really good. Yes, you should watch the TED Talk that we link to. So, um... What else? I think I want to leave you with just one, like, more scripture. It's um, Colossians 3, 2. And it's set your mind. And the first time, well, I read that recently before all this. And I'm like, what does it mean to set your mind? And everything that we've been learning actually gave me a whole new definition or a whole new appreciation for those words. Because I'm like, we can set our minds. We can control it. We can do things that we can make plans to do things and actually follow through that change our minds that allow it to set it in a certain way and i feel like you know it's january everyone makes these huge goals goals like lose 20 pounds or gain a six pack in a month and people do that month um and then when a month goes by and and, you know, maybe you lose two pounds or five pounds or whatever. Or maybe you've, you can just barely start seeing the, the two-pack or something like that. And you get super discouraged and you quit. That's when things go wrong. But if you set the little tiny goals, that's when things go right. And I also think if you focus on setting your brain, if you don't think about this like, oh, I'm going to have a six-pack tomorrow, you think... I am rewiring my brain so I can have a better life in the long run, which is going to include the six pack and all of those things eventually. Blue six pack! <laughs> if that's what you want. But it, it's about um, being able to change your circumstances without mm-hmm. changing anything else. It's like you are able to have control over something, so take it. But I want to say one thing. You need to know that you are going to change a little bit. It's not like you can do certain things to stay the exact same and expect different outcomes. Yeah. The whole personality, the whole brain thing, you need to be a different person if you want a different outcome. And don't be scared, because that sounds really scary. Um, you're going to be the person you want to be. Don't you want that? <laughs> There's going to be a little change, but that's okay. And we're excited for you to see the change in us. And we're hoping that you actually can see it. And maybe Besides the shrinking part. Because we plan on shrinking. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe we can help you be comforted 
changing by seeing us change and we can be we can change together you know what i mean yeah okay so emory and i are both on an app called rumble um if you want to be able to comment and actually talk back and forth like video comment video chat back and forth we would love that if you got on there and start talking to us r-u-m-b-l there's no e yeah just r-u-m-b-l also anchor has an option where you can leave a voice comment if you don't want to show your face. Show your face. So there's a couple options there if you want a little bit more interaction rather than just comments. But we want to support one another. So, mm-hmm. um, and if you guys want to just talk, I'm, um, I've got a channel on Rumble called Impossible Things, and this is all about impossible things. Mom really likes Rumble. I'm like a new Rumble addict. So. She started yesterday, and she really, really likes it. Hey, you guys, in one day, I got over 13,000 views. Together, not on one video. Yeah, no, not on one video, but I'm like, this is fun. It is fun. And productive. And you get to talk to and cool, meet new cool people. Yeah, so anyway. Okay, so we're going to leave you with that. We will see you in the vlog later this week. Uh, we're going to do a lot of fun things and show you all the things we're doing. And yeah. We love you guys, and we will see you soon. Bye. Mm. Or talk to you soon, whichever. Yeah.